Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm well, yes. Good. Yeah. What about you? I am too. I've just put in an order for thermal tights. Oh, that's very good. Which colour? Dark grey. Mmm. Because I felt I've... I really want to wear some dresses. Mm. I I need to just have something else to wear. Yeah. A different genre. And I thought thermal tights is the only way to go. That's a very good because idea. We all know that I will be freezing all the time mm. from now until about May. So this is my attempt. Yeah, that's and, a very good idea. And I'm just going to reorganize my wardrobe so I can see my dress selection. You have a dress selection. Oh, I have a dress selection. Oh, that's good. Because I, I've been yeah. I've been looking at dresses online, but I haven't mm. committed yet. Well, I've got a couple of nice... I've got a very nice one that's like thick... What do you call it? Do you call it jumbo cord? You know the thick oh, cord? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's, it's pink. Mm. Like a pale, dusty pink. Is that from Ghani? And it's a, like a shirt dress but it's pink cord. Oh, that sounds and very nice. And I love nice. wearing that. And I mm. thought I could wear that at home. That would be super. Yeah. Well, that's... So that's in... my top choice for the, my next situation. That's inspirational. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> that's very inspirational. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just think let's go for it. Yeah, you should. And mm. I said I was well, and I am, yes. but I was yes. very sad early in the week because... When I heard that Juliette Cricot had died. Of course. That was very sad. And very, very sad. I, um, at some point I bought some tickets to see her at the Barbican. Oh. And it was cancelled. And I still have the email. I, oh. I just, you know, I just couldn't get myself to not have the email yes. anymore. And I, I checked when it was and it was quite a while ago i i didn't think it was that long ago it was in 2016 i guess it's not that long but um, so i i think i will continue to hang on to this email i think so and you know she's my screensaver on my phone so i always see her when i I know you have a real affinity with her yes yes so so i haven't I i haven't had much time to read lots I think the French papers obviously they had mm. lots of things so I I um it's sad but I also look forward to looking at all that um, yes well she had such an amazing life and career and and she's I mean she was the coolest person in the world yeah. but she seemed to know all the other coolest people yeah. in the world yeah and I I find it interesting I mean she had the stage style and then others mm. but she was she was very consistent with her presentation and yes I, I also love it when people reinvent themselves a lot but i mm. i also admire that if someone i do i think it's a very beautiful thing mm. that you found who you are through dress and then you just persist in that it's a very beautiful thing yeah and i think her singing that scene i mean i know bonjour tristesse is one of my favorite films you know that i think by now but that scene where she sings and is just so melancholy Mm. and divine and incredible yeah well that's a good idea i could rewatch 
That, yes, and I think idea. also the way she wore black was very beautiful because people sometimes think you just put on garments that happen to be black and mm. you're done. But no, no, they they have to be chosen carefully and consi- and put together carefully. Mm. And you can see it so natural to her and part of her. Yeah. And the black dress, you know, you need to think about the neckline mm. and exactly how your sleeves finish, particularly if you do a lot with your hands. And yes. So, yeah, it's not, not as easy as you might think. Oh. No, it's not. Coda agrees. There goes Coda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been very fed up because I've been working upstairs and Adrian's been working downstairs. Oh. So he sits on the landing looking forlorn, like, well, oh. where am I supposed to go? Oh, I'm sure he does forlorn very well. He does. It's heartbreaking. Mm. And then he'll come and sit by me and and do goo-goo eyes at me, like, please, <laughs> mummy, come and sit with daddy so that we can all be together. Mm. So I think I wanted to... Well, I don't think I know I wanted to ask you because weren't you chairing a panel? Yes, that was really fun. So um, my friend Caroline... Bellios, who's an, in Chicago, she's organized, well, she's set up, I mean, it isn't just her, but I don't know who all the other people are. She set up this thing called the Chicago Fashion Lyceum, um, which is just, you know, for people who are interested in fashion and history of fashion. And um, they've organized their first conference, and it's called Fashion at the Periphery, and it starts in earnest in, in October. And um, so this was like a sort of preview inaugural um, panel and it was two talks and it was just so interesting. Um, it was about streetwear and what I really liked, it was one one talk with, which was by two people, Kayla Owen and Paul Owen, was about Liverpool and sneaker culture. And then the other one, which was by Amanda Hearth, was about um, streetwear in Chicago and it was oh, just really nice to have you know it about two different places yes and um, but a sort of similar theme and both talked a little bit about the history but then sort of focused on what's happening happening more recently and um, Kayla and, and Paul Owen they both work at Liverpool John Muir's Moores on university yes. and they they come from a design background, but they both now do practice-based research, and it's into sort of sneaker culture. And what I, what I didn't yeah. what I didn't know is that Liverpool apparently they were so obsessed with sneakers quite early on. Well, they they kept saying sneakers because it was you know for an American audience trainers really. Well, I say yeah, sneakers. Yeah, yeah. I prefer. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. So I might stick with sneakers then. Please stick with. Okay. I don't like trainers, I like sneakers. Okay, so um, they look at, well, they, they talked about the history, and apparently Liverpool, they bought more sneakers than Manchester and London together, and I think even wow. like three times as much. And he told this story that there was this uh, travel agency called Transalpino, and in the late 70s, early 80s, you could get to Ostend for like £13 or something, which was probably quite a lot of money anyway at that point. Yeah. But you got this ticket, which you then could modify using, um, I think it's like lighter fluid. 
And so a lot of people just bought this one ticket to Ostend and then kept changing the destination <laughs> and, and traveled all around Europe. And it was a lot of sort of football fans and they would then bring back sneakers and other things from, you know, from Italy, like Fila is oh. Ital Italian, isn't oh, it? Oh, wow. And, but also a lot of Adidas. They were really in the, into Adidas. And yeah. so it, they talked a little bit about that. But then I'd read in the abstract that Kayla was working on sort of particularly leather and restoration, customization and conversion. And I thought, what on earth is conversion? And then they showed what people, well, I say people, it's, I think it's predominantly men who are totally obsessed with sneakers at the yeah. moment and with the old sort of 80s, 90s ones. They go to great lengths, I mean, like a proper restorer and, you know, restoring them. Or oh, wow. the latest thing apparently is conversion. So if you have spike ones, you convert them into trainers that, you know, without spikes. So you put, oh, put on a different sole. And apparently the thing is, I thought it was interesting because it wasn't, it seems to be either you try and have something very authentic, but also at the same time, these sort of very unique customized ones yes. are also really prized. And I thought that was interesting because that's to me that seems like a contradiction in a way but i suppose it's two different ideas of authenticity isn't it because it's authenticity to the brand or authenticity to yourself yeah that's because i true. think it's interesting the way like nike and converse and various brands that you can customize you know you can choose like a classic style but then you choose every element's mm. color and fabric as well mm. so it's kind of built into it isn't it yeah that's true that came up a few times how how brands pick up on these things and yes. then um make money out of it which which interestingly again it came up in both talks and wasn't necessarily seen as a bad thing which again uh i don't know i thought that was interesting um, because I guess so there's it's... no concern because I suppose the whole thing is commercial because it's all big brands is that why I guess although you know the I think the there is now someone in Liverpool who um, has a shop or like an online shop called also Transalpino based on that travel agency and they sell dead stock and uh, oh. second hand and I guess if it's second hand it's not necessarily the brand that gets the money, but someone else. No. Um, so that is slightly different. But still, I thought that was really... No, it's fascinating. And mm. it's, yeah, it's interesting because it's, it seems, do you think it's sort of outside ideas of appropriation? It seems... Because it's usually going from the big brand to individuals or subcultures. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed, too. I mean, they. I mean, unfortunately, we didn't have as much time for questions as I would have liked, and right. um, that was one thing that I kept thinking I'd like to ask whether they thought it was a form of appropriation. But I guess maybe there's also something in that the brand provides the thing in the first place. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a continual exchange. Yeah, maybe it's more of a exchange. Although in terms of money, obviously, I think it's the brand that makes yeah. the most. But. Um, that was the first... Um... Can, can I just say, I think it's very interesting as well 
the way I mean I know like Supreme is the ultimate example but the way that sneakers the way they have like drops of sneakers like when I was doing the research on Kanye recently and all the kind of iterations of his Yeezy sneakers and this sense of how the brands build anticipation and then there's a drop and there's this huge desire for something and then it's interesting to see whether particular sneakers retain their their financial value that's interesting you should say Uh, that because um in the in the chicago talk some design sort of streetwear designers came up i hadn't heard of so i looked them up and then they several i think mentioned this place called rsvp gallery which is a, a shop in um, Chicago, and they sell sneakers and, and other things like that. And they have a blog area. And when I went to the blog area, it was all about raffles that were coming up, because that's oh. a, you know that's another another thing. Yes. Um, it's and it's drops and and raffles. And I have an offspring shop near where I live, and quite often yeah. they're big big on a Saturday. Usually they're big queues, so they must have a have had a drop. Yeah, and there was a, a week ago, apparently, there was a Jeezy slide raffle at RSVP. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's interesting how, I guess, I don't know whether Supreme started it. I guess probably a few of these streetwear brands and then was taken up. But it's up. interesting how, like, when you, because, I mean, both of us like our sneakers, but neither of us are sneakerheads, yeah. I would say. Mm. But it's fascinating as I say, it was, it was like mainly recently because of looking at Kanye so, so much that it's like this whole world and it's so, there's such kind of cataloging of everything and listing and minute details and it's very, mm, I don't know what the word is, but it's it's very sort of curatorial maybe. Exactly, like, that's what I thought. It so reminded me of how things are treated in a, in a museum, the restoration mm. and, like you say, the cataloging, the categorizing of, of things, yes. the yeah. dating, putting it all in yeah. order. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's interesting. Do we think this is a thing, bitches? I think because it's male, it's okay. Because, or mostly men, because, like, women documenting their handbags <laughs> that way, I don't think would be viewed as kind of neutrally shall we say i don't know i mean yeah i never know whether this that is a cliche all these sort of stories well, about men i know that's what i'm yeah. thinking am i being very rude and and mm. judgmental yeah well I i'm not know. judging because no no know, no it's not judgmental no i'm just i was gonna say it sort of reminds me of this idea of ordering your lps or you know that is very much the same kind of thing mm. and of 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 like the way value is attributed is really fascinating i think in these very closed like i don't know because i'm not an economist but like these closed capital groups That's do you know what true. i mean it's like it's it seems to be within you know it's probably internationally a certain a number of people who are at the top level of sneaker obsessiveness who are generating this and then it kind of gets generated out from them to people who are not as like not as obsessively involved who kind of dip into it 
Yeah, although it sounded like from what they said, there is this, um, I'm sure that it is not just one, but there are several sort of festivals. One is called, I think, Laces Out, which happens once a year. And that's, you know, a big festival where people can mm. buy, and ex I presume, exchange sneakers. And it's, it sounds like it is a quite a big community. But yeah. what, what you just said about the money also reminded me of the art market. I guess it is, yes. you know, yes. totally a supply and demand. Because yeah. I think sometimes they find, you know, somewhere, because it seems like Adidas had quite a few things made in Eastern Europe. And it, it sounds like sometimes you can still find you know, dead stock there, and right, yes. you know, I wonder dead what dead stock is such an interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, it really is. It really I is. I must tell you because I think it's just such a brilliant phrase. When, like, years ago, when I think, like, in the 80s, Adrian worked at a latchkey kids project, mm -hmm. and the children were obsessed with sneakers. And, like, the ultimate disrespectful slur you could say to someone else's, about someone else's sneakers was to call them Tesco bombers. <laughs> and I really like that because it's yeah. just such a good, you know, you're just wearing Tesco bombers. I think we should revive that. Yeah. I also, I it reminded me of when, when they started off with a picture of a whole lot of young lads, you know, like casuals, mm. standing outside a stadium and predominantly wearing... Adidas, although I'm sure I spotted a pair of kickers. Um, yeah. And it reminded me, because I came to England when that in, I think it must have been 70, uh, 80 and 81. Right. And I bought my, I bought some Stan Smith here. And <gasps> it was funny how he talked a lot about people buying stuff in Europe, whereas I'm quite sure the Stan Smith you couldn't get in, in Germany. That's why I bought them here. Yes. And um, it also reminded me of some of some Adidas trainers, I should say. They were really trainers I had when I was like, I don't know, a teenager. And I hated them with a vengeance. But oh. but some of the ones that are on these websites are very similar to these these ones that I absolutely hated. Um, so that, I thought that was But funny. it's really funny, isn't it? Because I went, does that, did they say anything about whether that national, regional availability still exists? Yes. Because it's fascinating the idea that you you travel in travelled in order to, to get these things and bring them back and show them off because people in this country would not have been able to yeah. have got them. But does that still exist? I suspect it doesn't because you can get things online. But what they did say is that again the brands pick up on, on this obsession in Liverpool and I they, there's apparently the Kirkdale special <laughs> And Kirkdale is a suburb of Liverpool. And what does it mean? What is the Kirkdale special? It's a, it's a particular design of... of oh, I see. Yeah. I see, see. Mm. But they pick pick up on, on that, and I think they drop things, the brands there, still. So I think Liverpool, is this is sort of still still going on. Um, and I, I remember when I, I went to Manchester maybe like a year ago, so and there were these big billboards of CP Company, for instance, as well, Wow. Which I thought was interesting because at that point I went, they didn't seem to be in London. But then I don't get around that much, so maybe they were somewhere. No, but I think, no, I think there is a strong, in this country, I think that is a strong kind of regional difference in terms of, in terms of like male subculture. Yeah. Because I think you see it even in London, like different areas of London, mm. teenage boys will wear variations on a theme. That's true. Mm. 
because it's also how they style things. I mean, less so with sneakers, although with sneakers, there's a lot of how you lace them up. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, you can customize them that way as well with your laces. Mm. And can I just tell you a little bit about the other talk? Oh, please, yeah. please, yes. So the other talk was by Amanda Haas, who's from Chicago, and she mm. um, studied fashion design, and then she designed menswear and for like eight years or something or six years and then she she sort of realized that she didn't really know that much about how business works and then she set up this platform called runway addicts where they have you know films telling people how to do things but they also do events and she did a pop-up exhibition called museum of streetwear last year and what I didn't realize, I mean, I obviously knew of Virgil Abloh, but there are many, many more streetwear brands in mm. Chicago. It's a really, really it's big thing. It's a real hub. Yeah, totally. And I I loved some of the designers she mentioned. So there's one called Ron Lewis or Ron Louis, I'm not quite sure. And yeah. he, he tie-dyes stuff and he bought a lot of white uh, Nike Air Force Ones and he tie-dyed them sort of light, oh, la, la. light blue. That sounds nice. So he they were called Glacier and they just each time they he did some more there was you know they're totally sold out and I think Virgil Abloh heard about it and you know put something on social media but but they they are amazing you must look them up. Um, I'm just looking them up but my internet is being slow. Yeah, so it's Ron Louis and I think if you put in Glacier or Nike it should come or oh, Air Force I'm on One. His Instagram feed, yeah. which is looking very Oh my word. They're amazing, aren't they? Oh wow, I think I I want some and I think you want some. Yeah, too. I actually have found some on a website in my site. Have you? Yeah, oh my so. god, you have to get them. <laughs> They're really really great, aren't they? Um, so nice yeah and then she also talked about so what they did at this uh, museum I think one day was sort of predominantly events and interviews but then they also showed some sort of clothing and they based it on one particular coach's drawing for his sort of what's the word strategy for a match and it, it was also really 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 nicely done she also looked particularly at women because she said it's main, you know, mainly geared at men and if women wear it, they often had to customise it. Um, and another person she mentioned whose work I love, and that's not trainers or sneakers, he's called Justin Menzinger with an S and he makes garments out of, you know, other uh, sweatshirts and... I see. It's like re- recycled, I guess. It's the word upcycled or whatever. And they're, they're really, really great. It's like a patchwork, sort of one sweatshirt out of different other ones. And that's really great. And then another another brand she mentioned was someone called Brittany Perry. And she was a sneakerhead herself. And again, it's predominantly geared towards men. She was, so she set up her own unisex sneaker brand called Perry Co. Shoes. They're really nice. They're very, very sort of simple. That's very good because that's something I run up against, which drives me mad, is that often I want the men's sneakers exactly. they're cooler mm. and I, my feet are too small. Yeah, I can just about it's buy men's ones. Yeah, I can just about buy, but then they're often very wide. So that was, yeah, it was it was that's really interesting. interesting. Yeah, and I, I, thought, I thought it would be nice, you know, there's any, anything I've 
most of what I've read or seen about subcultures in terms of exhibitions is usually about one locale and it's really nice mm. to you know look at different ones at the same time definitely It'd be nice to have some sort of uber uber exhibition it would it would mm. it would it would because it would be fascinating to map you know like if you looked at one like if you just looked at sneakers or you just looked at one brand but how people wore it across the world it would be fantastic yeah that's true it would be so interesting yeah though it's and i and i think it's really fascinating when people i mean it's a very different thing from juliette greco but yeah. when people are so obsessed with one kind of a thing and also the well. uh, the work and you know that goes in it and the the amount of knowledge that is amassed yes. the amount of knowledge is incredible mm. it's really incredible it reminds me of when years ago at the courtyard we had a study day where in the afternoon it was so great because my phd students helped shape it and they said we'll have in the afternoon we'll have like how people keep a record of their clothes and I was like do you think people do, do you? and oh my god they do like one of my other former students Said, who is the most marvelous person in the world and brilliant and he had he had like excel sheets of things amazing of and and like people had drawings they had all the receipts or they had notes in their notebooks or it was really fascinating and I feel like that's another permutation of this where you're wearing but you're also seeing it as a record of your life somehow or I don't know it's it's really interesting yeah it is interesting I I used to teach short module on you know just collections management and I mm. often started asking you know how do you organize your clothes Yes. And um, I still remember one who organized. He had two heaps in his rooms. So one was the clean heaps. ones. Yeah, one was the clean ones and one was the ones that had to be washed. That was his organization. Um, but some, oh some people got really into, they really had very, color coordination of wardrobes was a big thing. Um, yes. And then at that point, quite a few apps had come out where you could, yeah. you know, catalog your own wardrobe but I I don't think I've ever had any students who were doing that no I, I just there was this program I watched one of I found it rather annoying oh what was it called it's on Netflix and it's about oh, organizing do you know the one I, I mean? heard about I watched it. it because it was organizing mm. Reese Witherspoon's legally blonde costumes and I mean love Reese mm. love Elwood's I had to watch it but I'm sorry, I didn't feel that their organisation was very sophisticated or beautiful. Yeah, well, I apologise, they have a huge, massive, successful company and all power to them and all mm. respect to them, but it's not my thing. Mm. But they're into rainbow wardrobes, so you organise by colour. And I mean, I do organise my blouses by colour. I think organising by colour is, is great. I just think it's very pleasing to yes. And I also, you know, I just like to open my wardrobe and stare. Yeah, that's, I can that's, see. That's another that's occupation a I have. therapeutic you know. thing to do. <laughs> it, is. it is. Or just lean your face against your blouses. <laughs> yeah. It's a comforting thing to do. I shall remember Sometimes that. you need that. Yes. Yeah. That's my tip for the Thank week. Thank you. Go to your silk blouses, 
leaning. leaning. Or cotton. Cotton also nice in a different way. Okay, great. Okay. I, I think I'm going to leave you on that now. Okay, thank you. I don't think I can you. top that as a, no, probably an not. amazing life-altering tip. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you next talk week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.